Welcome to this week's episode of How's We Manage, where we aim to inspire, bring joy, and teach you better ways to manage yourself. Today, we have a special treat, and as I say that out loud, I wonder if it sounds a little bit presumptuous, but uh, Mayor is with me today, and we are going to be co-hosting this episode on persuasion. Get ready, because by the end of this episode, I will have persuaded Mayor to read more business books, and she will have persuaded me to read more books about wizards, fantasy, and all the things. That is, if we are both successful in our persuasion skills. I have no doubt we will be. Um, so some of you might be thinking that persuasion may not be relevant to you or your role, and this may be because we put persuasion, persuasion often falls in the buckets of like sales or roles that have a lot to do with negotiation. But in reality, when you think about persuasion, it's all about influence. So what we're going to learn today about persuasion is actually relevant to everyone. It's relevant whether you're in sales or marketing or engineering or even in people services or HR, because what's necessary to be successful in persuasion might actually surprise you. It's one skill that's critical to success in our life and in work. Let's look at the type of ways we approach persuasion. You could do a Google search and receive like a bajillion different resources around persuasion, how you need to be logical and have data and be confident and speak their language and avoid <laughs> and avoid those verbal, verbal fillers. <laughs> I'm struggling even to say verbal. So that's, that's definitely an opportunity <laughs> for me. But the list goes on and on. And I'm telling you, if you could read all those articles, I'm guessing you would walk away with some interesting information and you may walk away as a better persuader but only if you have your persuasion foundation really built on this one critical skill that we're talking about. And it might not be what you think. When it comes down to persuasion, it's really built on empathy. Ooh, trick check. Ooh, empathy. Not what you thought was coming. (laughs) No, yeah, I'm surprised. I also am thinking about persuasion foundation. I like that you said that. It, it has a nice ring to it, but I'm getting off topic here. Okay. Well, that's, de- I know when we were thinking about this episode, we were both surprised. So I'm assuming some of our listeners that may have surprised you. Like, wait a second. I feel like I got tricked. You told me this was about persuasion. Now we're talking about empathy. So just hear us out. We'll explain why. The reason is because in order to persuade someone, you have to actually understand where they are, what they care about. And essentially what's important to them. And truly, the reality is you can't do any of those things if you don't have empathy. It has been said that you are only as successful as your customer, your colleague, your partner, your child. You could like literally fill that in with a number of of, uh, possibilities, but you are only as successful as that person feels understood by you. And we all know how it feels. It's frustrating to be to feel as if someone's like misunderstanding your words or misinterpreting what you're saying. So it actually makes a lot of sense to say that in order to be persuaded, we need to feel understood, which comes from empathy. So before we get into kind of more of this persuasion piece, we it's I think it's important for us, Mayor, to kind of define like how are we defining what empathy mm-hmm. is? A lo- you know, if you ask people, what is empathy? Define it. Well, you'll hear we just actually had a course on this and we heard things like it's being able to walk in someone else's shoes, see things from another person's perspective. It really is just feeling with people. It's like being able to connect with the emotion that they're feeling, even if you haven't been through the exact same circumstance that they're going through. So it's really all about feeling with people, the ability to understand and share those feelings, which much easier said than done. Um, 
we've linked a video below. Uh, it, it comes from Brene Brown. We've, we've mentioned her a lot, but she just gives a really clear kind of explanation of what empathy is and what it's not. So if you want to take a deeper dive into that, we'd highly recommend to check out. I think it's like four minutes long. It's really good. Everybody just watch it. It's one of the best videos I've ever seen that helped me to understand empathy better. It's so, so, so good. And funny, which I love. I love. (laughs) Yes, always. Um, Okay. So kind of transitioning on it, it's interesting to understand how critical empathy is to persuasion, especially when we consider the typical approach that we take when we're trying to persuade other people. In most cases, I hope I'm not just speaking on behalf of myself. I think this is just like humans. We do this. We start every sort of persuasion conversation with our position. Um, not the position of the person we're speaking with. We, you know, and we tell ourselves, okay, if this person only knew these specific facts that I'm going to share, and if they had all this information, they're hundred percent going to see my side of the story, which that's really us trying to like impose our position, which is not how persuasion works. We unintentionally focus on proving our point to be right instead of understanding the other person's point of view. So I'm sorry, guys, we kind of tricked you, but today really is about empathy in a sense, because without it, you can't persuade people. Bummer. I really was hoping we would talk about data-driven facts. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Empathy is way more fun. So Um, so I wanted to help you understand the ways that persuasion actually might show up for you, because again, we tend to put the persuasion in these buckets, but really... Think about it, a couple couple of examples maybe. You might have an idea for your team that you want to persuade your manager to implement, or perhaps you might be in a sales role and you have a tough client that's never used like a project management software, software and you're wondering how can you persuade them to buy this product? How can you help them to understand why they need it? Maybe you work cross-departmentally, you're working with another department and you need something from a team member that you're working with and you somehow have to persuade them to help you do the thing that you need them to do. It could even come down to perhaps you are interviewing for an internal opportunity and you need to persuade, convince this hiring manager that you're the best fit for the role. Anyway, the point is persuasion shows up so often in every single one of our roles. And I want to be really clear because I think this can sometimes, um, sometimes people can feel, the word persuasion can feel a little icky. Persuasion is not manipulation. It's about convincing people that an idea that you have is ultimately going to be beneficial to the other person. It's being able to prove that, but we're going to talk about how do you do that through empathy. Yes, exactly. So let's bring it back to wizards and business because that's why everyone's still here. (laughs) (laughs) Circling back to the beginning. I am going to try to convince Mare to listen to one of my favorite podcasts. And I know Mare well enough to know that podcasts are not always her first choice in the sense of like, how she would choose to learn. Um, But I'm so convinced that this podcast will be helpful to her that I'm going to suggest it. So I'm going to demonstrate, we talked about kind of like leading with our position and what we know. I'm going to start with that sort of example and let's see how it sounds and how successful it is. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) You better be. Get ready to be persuaded. Persuade me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Mayor, I think I've mentioned to you before um, Donald Miller. Actually, I'm confident I have because I think 
every other day. I'm like, hey, read this. Listen to this. It's going to change your life. Um, but he's one of my favorite authors. He's sold millions of books and he has this company where he helps businesses essentially just get clear on what their message is in the open market, helps them better position themselves. Last year, they helped, I mean, thousands of business owners with their strategy. And I really think you should listen to his podcast because he's smart. You'll learn something. And did you know, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but people who listen to podcasts, especially the one, um, How's We Manage, are proven to be 20% smarter than the average person. Did you know this? (laughs) I didn't. I'm not surprised, though. Well, are you convinced now to listen to the podcast episode that got buried under all the facts and my self-driven things I was trying to tell you to do, or are you not, not so convinced? I'll probably stick to the wizards. (laughs) (laughs) After listening to that, um, what's the word? Not very strong argument to persuade you. I would be with you. So let's try this again. So there's a few things that I know about Mare um, that are going to give some background. And truly, these things come from empathy, me taking the time to understand who she is and what she cares about. And right now, she is in a transition with her role. She's taking on an additional team, which is a huge task. And any of us who experience change know that change can be hard. So again, that's me using my empathy to say, okay, change, it's probably great, but there's also probably some hurdles that she's you know, working through. She also loves humor, like loves to laugh, loves Joyce. And I know this about her and she loves to go on walks. So now that I'm going to now kind of position my argument or my suggestion for this podcast, but using all the things that I know about Mare and let's see if it's more successful. Are you ready, Mare? I think I'm going to get you this time. I'm ready. (laughs) So Mare, I know you've been going through that transition lately with your new role. I was curious how it's going. Uh, It's It's awesome and exciting, but definitely hurting my brain a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know that feeling when you feel like your capacity is stretched, but um, it sounds like you're enjoying it and that's awesome to hear. I'm so happy to hear that. Speaking of that um, transition, one of my favorite podcasts, I think I've mentioned it to you before, they just released an episode. It's like a how-to and it's called Leading Something That You Didn't Start. And it sounds really relevant to the changes that you're currently experiencing Um, It would be a perfect thing to listen to, like on your next walk. And bonus, what I think you'll love about it is the host is really funny. I think you'll like him. Um, I'm happy to send you the link if you want to listen to it. Definitely. Thank you. You had me at funny. (laughs) I didn't say that till the end. (laughs) No, but there's such a difference. Hopefully you guys, you can hear the difference rather than just starting with everything she knew about the podcast and this guy that she totally loves. And she asked me questions. She came in prepared, understanding my point of view that she already knew, but then even dug deeper and asked me how I was doing. She understood my point of view. And then she used this specific statement to illustrate that she understood. She said, as with starting anything new, it comes with a transition period. Jess was able to demonstrate through these questions and these statements that she actually understood where, what was going on with me, what, what, what I might be going through. And then when she pitched this resource that she knew I needed, it was presented in a way that made me believe that it was going to be genuinely helpful to my specific situation because she, she made it very clear and illustrated that she understood where I was at. So I tried, I will say this isn't actually a fake example. Like, (laughs) um, I list Jesse actually did recommend this podcast to me and I really did take out the time out of my, I prefer to read for pleasure or listen to podcasts for pleasure time. And I listened to the podcast 
And guess what? It was actually really helpful and completely applicable to the challenges I've been facing. So she persuaded me with truth, which is really, um, really valuable. And I think that just shows that if you understand and you use empathy, your persuasions will work and will actually genuinely help people. All right. So you might be asking yourself, what can you do? We've just demonstrated what it might sound like, but specifically, what can you do? And my friends, it is a journey. Empathy is challenging. It takes time to develop these skills, but it's absolutely critical. So what are some empathy building behaviors? Today, we're going to go beyond the typical good listener, make good eye contact. Not to say that those aren't important because they absolutely are, but we want to leave you with different insights for today. We're going to talk about three things you can do that will build empathy, and I think they're actually going to surprise you. So the first thing you can do is to cultivate an attitude of curiosity. And how do you do that? You ask questions. <laughs> Be really curious about your approach with conversations. If, if you go into a conversation, you should have a genuine desire to learn something and understand the person you're speaking to better. Think about it this way. When you think about the way your brain functions, there are two times that your brain will shut down. The first is when you are emotionally charged or triggered. I think we all know what that feels like. Your brain sort of shuts off and you go to, into autopilot. Not the me. second, not you, not Jess. She's <laughs> never gets emotionally triggered. Never, never, never. <laughs> the second is when we tell ourselves that we already, that we already know the information that's being presented to us. I absolutely know that feeling when I'm in a meeting and I catch myself zoned out because we've all done it. It's because I've made an assumption that I already know the information that's being presented to me. It's really dangerous. And that's and to me, I always think like, wow, that's pretty egotistical that I think I know everything. It's not the way we want to approach conversations. So we need to approach each interaction and each meeting and each conversation by asking ourselves, is there something I can learn from this conversation or about this person that I didn't know yet? Ask more questions. It is truly one of the best ways to build empathy. And sometimes you may need to direct the questions at yourself, meaning if I were the, in this person's shoes, what would I think? Or how would this make me feel? So ultimately, in any, in any situation, in any scenario, just take the time to ask questions and understand what hurdles may be preventing this person from doing the thing you need them to do, or you want them to do. You generally want them, genuinely want them to do this. Um, and this, again, it shows up everywhere and we can all get better at it. So I have advice. a good challenge. Yeah, Mary, mm. I have a good challenge for that. I just thought of as we were talking about this. What? Um, I know something I can be guilty of is in conversation, someone will like tell me something. Maybe it's a place they visited or um, a show that they like. And as they're speaking, I start thinking of like, oh, yeah, I want to tell them what I like about it. Or like, I, I want to tell them the best wine bar to go to. Like, I I'm immediately going into my experience. And so a good challenge that I learned that I'll challenge every listener here to improve your question asking ability is when you're in that conversation next time, bite your tongue. And before you say your experience or put your experience into the conversation, ask another question. Ooh, it's so hard. so hard to it, do. It, it really <laughs> is like a game changer. So that's your challenge, guys. That's a really good challenge. And nothing, think of your, if you, again, that's kind of flipping the, flipping the script. If you're the person that's talking, it feels so good to have someone ask you another question about your experience before they impart their wisdom about the things that you think that they, that are exciting and that they should yes. do. Challenge yes. accepted. Okay. So first right. tip, ask, ask, be more curious, ask more questions. I think we said we had three. So what's our next one? 
The next tip, Jesse Lou, is um, <laughs> going to make you put your foot right in your mouth, my friend. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> there is quite a bit of research out there that links empathy to consuming fiction. Ha <laughs> ha. I have been I have been building a lot of empathy over the years with my fiction fiction cons- consumption, that's the word, yes. <laughs> if you actually think about what happens to your brain as you read a story, it is ac- it is empathy building. You dive into the thoughts and the feelings of another person. You can explore what it's like to be another gender or race or be in a war or lose a, a loved one or fall in love. Like all of these things you experience through reading. You feel these feelings with characters and you learn what then drives their thoughts and their behaviors. If you fascinating. <laughs> I, isn't it interesting? And and mm-hmm. I mean it and there's evidence there's physical evidence when you're that you're feeling empathy and that you're you're exhibiting empathy if you've ever been brought to tears when you're reading or watching tv that's empathy that's you feeling deep deeply enough for the person that you're following in this story to have to cry that is empathy that is feeling with somebody and that is taking time to listen to another person's point of view and feeling with them that is all empathy really is. So clearly my tip is to consume more stories, especially specifically stories that are of people that are not like you. I know you're joking about my love of all things wizards and magic. And I read lots of genres, by the way, like a dystopian novel, bring it on. Yes, please. Um, (laughs) But honestly, I'm telling you, Harry Potter, this children's book that is not a children's book, it teaches you about being a mother, a friend, feelings of betrayal, feelings of forgiveness, all of these feelings and emotions. I've never felt more empathy than when I was reading Harry Potter. Who knew? Uh, When you're reading fiction or consuming fiction, I can say, I should say, because there's many ways to consume fiction. You don't even realize you're flexing your empathy muscle. And it's one of those really important muscles in your brain to flex. So enjoy the entertainment and the empathy building. Okay. Um, I think we've both successfully persuaded because I'm like, yes, I'm going to read more fiction, take some breaks from my like obsessive learning. Um, Cause yeah, and Harry Potter is one of the greatest stories of all time. Um, I cry every time, everyone, every book, every movie, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> and now I know why. So that's yes. great. It's not um, just because Cedric's a cool guy. You're really feeling <laughs> sad when he dies. No, Harry's <laughs> just been through so much. Like it hurts my heart. Like, okay. Point is you've successfully persuaded me to read more fiction. I'm on it. Um, okay. So we've talked about get being curious, asking questions, um, reading more fiction, which is definitely a surprise. And then the last tip that we're going to talk about today is, um, going to be very honest, you're not going to like it. And it's because it's going to feel unpleasant. But the last empathy builder we leave you with today is to get out of your comfort zone. We see quotes like that all the time, inspirational quotes like, oh, you know, life happens outside your comfort zone. So let me explain, like, why is this an empathy builder? Um, Doing something new, learning a new skill, initiating a conversation that feels uncomfortable, traveling to a place that's new to you, these, these are sometimes exciting, but they're hard. It's uncomfortable. And we tend to forget, you know, if I think of something like learning a new skill as adults, we tend to forget how hard it is to do something for the first time. It's challenging. I, it. I, I it. know. I don't want to. <laughs> so, Hence the podcast that you sent, told me to listen to. It's hard <laughs> to learn. Learning is hard. 
But really, if you can connect in those moments of understanding how you feel when you're outside of your comfort zone, it's a great way to build empathy. Um, again, doing something for the first time or again, learning something new, it's sobering and it humbles you and humility is like a direct path to empathy. So all that said at the root of persuasion again is empathy and empathy is really making it about other people and not making it about you knowing how to focus on what's important to people in that room. Um, people have to feel like you understand their position. They don't always need you to be an expert on yours. Mm -hmm. So try to cultivate curiosity, read more fiction, get out of your comfort zone. Um, there's a reason why building empathy doesn't happen overnight. All of these things take a concentrated effort, a humble heart and truly consistency. So we hope that these empathy building behaviors are planting seeds of ideas for you as you consider, you know, what can you do differently to improve your empathy and ultimately your ability to persuade others. And, you know, some of you might be thinking, is this really all that important? What if I'm not so like gung ho about persuading? So let me just share with you why, like, why do you want empathy in the workplace? People who exhibit empathy in the workplace are proven to be more innovative and it's because they understand an unfamiliar point of view and they're able to really extend and stretch their thinking, which think of like our core values here at House. We, we build the future. We have to be innovative to do that. Um, it's also proven to make you more influential because by understanding the perspectives of others, it allows us to just communicate in a way that makes people feel more understood, which again, we've talked about this. I don't need to keep saying it, but I'm going to say it one more time. That is at the root of persuasion. All right, Mayor, we made it to the end. We did it. We hope you all enjoyed the uh, kind of secret tips that came out of this that I didn't expect, but um that is the end of our episode on persuasion. Again, really focused on empathy. We are sorry to trick you, but to be honest, we thought if we like titled an episode, like how to build empathy, we thought it might scare some people away. So, um, oh, you know what you did there? You used empathy to, <laughs> to persuade people to listen to this message. Yes. And just remember it, you know, I, I think we overlook it sometimes because empathy, it's like, Ooh, that's one of those squishy soft skills. That's not in business. And that's why it gets overlooked. But empathy is what le is the pathway to hard results. Like yes. really. So we really recommend giving it your attention. Yeah. Empathy is not just feeling sad with someone. No. It's understanding it's someone. It yes. often comes, it's often, it's often um, described with sadness, but that is only one emotion that comes from empathy. Great point. I love that you said that. And with that, we are going to say farewell at this point. We have linked a number of resources below from some of our fictional favorites, as well as our business favorites. And we appreciate you all taking the time to listen to this episode. We hope you have a great week and we will look forward to seeing you next time. Or how does that work? Like, I never know how to end it. I See know. you, hear you, you hear us. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>